0: Hello, it's Andrew May and welcome to the Strive Stronger podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and we amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. In today's Bite Size episode, we listen to leading clinical and coaching psychologist and founder of the Positivity Institute, Dr. Susie Green. Susie was one of my lecturers in coaching psychology. And in this discussion, we explore what the ideal corporate team would look like in relation to diversity, mindset, and thinking skills. For people listening to this who are in teams, we we all are in one way. It could be a a sporting team. It could be a community team. It could be a church or a spirituality group. But if it's especially in a corporate team, we talk about diversity. We talk about diversity as far as experience, gender, sexual preference, background, religion. I, I think we often miss the conversation on diversity around thinking,
1: Yes, that's so true. Well, I mean, neurodivergence is becoming a big topic within psychology itself, but I think this type of mindset is um you know, and we don't want to make people wrong for being a pessimist because there are benefits to having a pessimist, <laughs> you know, as long as it's not having a detrimental effect on their well-being because we do know that high levels of pessimism is correlated with depression. So that is something to be mindful of if you're sitting here listening today thinking, oh, I am I come from a family of pessimists. Uh, I know I have this tendency to be pessimistic. That is something to be mindful of um, that it can affect your mood and you may have to work quite hard at being aware of those types of thoughts or mindset and work th- working actively, which we can talk a-, a little bit more about about today. I knew
0: you'd get to social emotional contagion effect, but let's leave that as an open loop because I've got a yeah. question for you. Male or female has just been promoted to be CEO of a big bank big consulting firm, big insurance company, like a big organization with tens of thousands of employees and they ring you because you're the gun in positive psychology and say, Susie, help me put together the crack squad, the team at the top level of the bank so we hit every metric on customer satisfaction, market saturation, insert, insert, insert. How would you go about that and what would that team look like?
1: Uh, are you talking primarily from a mindset or, opt- or op- optimism yeah. Yeah. perspective? Yeah, Let's look at
0: mindset. Let's say there's twenty people in the talent pool, and yeah. they've all got decades of experience, domain expertise. What yeah. would you, what would you specifically look at as, in relation to thinking and mindset, mental skills?
1: Yeah. Well, first up, psychological flexibility. Uh, which is that capacity to, um, I guess, think differently. Um, take perspective-taking capacity is another, uh, I guess, way to, to describe that. Um, and I think the self-aware, high levels of self-awareness, clearly, but to realise that there are benefits to having to having people in the team that do think differently. Um, and you know, there's a lot, as you would know, in uh, the research at the moment around humble leadership and high levels of humility to be able to recognise that perhaps my mindset on this particular issue isn't the most helpful. And also then to change perspectives and perhaps even as the CEO, recognise that someone in your team has a healthier or more, more prudent uh perspective than what you do. And that involves a large degree of um, humility and, you know, because there's a lot of ego sometimes that can occur with that too.
0: No, but you- there's not egos <laughs> in boardrooms, Dr. Susie Green. Where did you get this ridiculous evidence from? How dare you? It,
1: it, you certainly wouldn't want a whole team full of pessimists. You would want people that, and, and it's not as if it's black and white, you're an optimist, you're a pessimist. You You'd want people that can... You know, play that defensive pessimist role. Play the devil's advocate because you don't want that scenario of not doing, you know, your risk mitigation if you like. And I've actually worked with people like this where they've been they've been identified as a drain on the team because they are, you know, playing devil's advocate. But then when we sat down and talked about it, you know, with the leader and the team member. the the leader's been able to see that this team members actually really valuable, um, you know, in, in this scenario with a, with a team largely made up of, uh, rose colored optimists.
0: Well, you go back to the crew deciding of the the crossing of the Atlantic with the Titanic. If they maybe did have a defensive pessimist, we may not have the movies we do around the Titanic, right? And the whole story.
1: It's so true, isn't it? And it's so easy to just go, Oh, that's so draining that I don't want to hear that, you know, as an optimist, I know myself this, I've got a goal um, that I'd like to achieve at the moment. It's a travel goal. And, uh, you know, I can hear my wise mind saying perhaps this this isn't the wisest decision right now, but my optimist is going, you go for it, girl. Like you just go for it. So um, I'm really trying to work through that in my mind right now. So yeah. And unless you have like some time out for self-reflection around this, or if you have, uh, I guess, a, what's the word I'm looking for, like a learned friend or partner that can challenge you on some of your thinking. And I think that perhaps has been, I have seen that and, you know, I'm very mindful of making sort of gender generalizations, but uh, and I, at the moment, retain a handful of uh, senior executive co- coaching clients, all men. Um, and, you know, they've, they've expressed to me that they don't really talk to, to anyone else. Like as a female, we generally have our posse of friends that we will talk to and they will challenge us. Um, I mean, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just, you know, cheer you on. You really do need a friend that's going to challenge your perspective on things. So, uh, and that's where a... A great mentor, a great coach, can also help.
0: John Farnham did a cover version of the song "One Is the Loneliest Number," and I've had that conversation with a number of male CEOs and execs. Yes.
1: Uh, and
0: then I think you build ego into that, and a lack of vulnerability, which could be another conversation for another day. We'll bring in Brené Brown.
1: Yes.
0: But you're yeah, not an island. No man or no woman is an island. And, and I do like that notion of having cheerleaders and challenges. I think I first heard I that with that. Adam Grant. Yes. That. The problem is, as a leader, as a, an athlete, as anyone performing at a high level, which is a large part of our audience, yes. is if you only have people around you who pump up your tires, right. that can be be really challenging. Something I've learned as I've matured, we don't get older. You know this. You've got parents who are 94 and 95. They're just maturing. is yes. right. <laughs> um, that beautiful 100-year life that Professor Linda Grattan wrote about. That's Love outstanding. That. Oh, she's got a new yeah. book on hybrid work, which is a cracker. It's a great book, just out fantastic yeah. but back to that challenge of cheerleader I, I struggle with that in the early days because I, I took it as people being defensive or attacking yes. so yes. I, I think it's this real blend. you're not just an optimist or a pessimist yes. but we were talking about a construct you can train optimism it's a mental skill right if you that go tried. if you want to get your body fit fast flexible and strong you go to the gym and what do you do? Do you go once? My brother-in-law says to me, I go once a year, Andy, it's like the dentist, it's all I need. I I look at him and said, mate, I think you need to go to the dentist a few more times. (laughs) And while you're there, go to the gym. Uh, Mental skills are the same. You don't do it once and go, check, I now know how to train optimism. You've got to do the reps and the sets. Hey, it's Andrew, and we hope you enjoyed that episode. We would really appreciate it if you helped us amplify the Strive Stronger with Andrew May podcast by sharing episodes with colleagues and friends and going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help us get this message out to a wider audience. And if you would like to know more about how Strive Stronger uplifts teams through optimizing human performance and well-being, make sure you check out strivestronger.com. And if you'd like to know more about my personal practice, focusing on all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com where you can explore the books I have written, including Matchfit, which has now sold over 85,000 copies, or book me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite. or if you'd like to really turbocharge your business and personal success and wake up to a better way of living, working, and leading, check out my brand-new, evidence-based Human Performance Academy that starts in July. I'm really, really looking forward to getting that going. And if you'd like to receive regular updates from me each month, make sure you subscribe to my monthly e-newsletter, The AM Edition.